Hey, hey everybody, and thanks again for joining me for another episode of the NHS 100K podcast with me, Matt Taylor. So last week was someone slightly different, Sophie. This week we've got someone different as well. So I'm taking us on a journey, man. Yeah. So um, this week I've got Christian uh, Christian Yordanov. He is over. I, can I say where you are? Um, in what way, though? <laughs> Just what country? Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pinpoint location, peeps. I, 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 I thought like like we we're gonna say what gender I identify. I'm still not oh, quite God, sure. No. So I'll, I'll let you know at the end or, or next okay. week. Wow, yeah. So he's in Portugal, guys. After all of that. <laughs> but um, uh, so I was introduced to um, to Christian through um, Jihan, who I had on the show as well, and. Um, I liked what he had to say when I was chatting to him on the phone. He's got a book out, um, which is called Autism Wellbeing, How to Get Healthy. And that was the topic of what I wanted to speak to him about on the phone. Seems like a nice guy. He's got a podcast as well. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the show, buddy. Anyway, what an intro. Thank you, Matt. I'm sorry. I probably derailed you there with my... No, no, no. Mate, dude, honestly, you, you ain't derailing me, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I am a fully grown man. Uh, Adult. Okay. <laughs> No, it's fine. We can talk about that stuff on here, mate. Bree, there's yeah. nothing. Uh, there's no. There's, I'm off YouTube, mate. This ain't going on YouTube, mate. So we're. No, we're, we're, nah, God, no I was thrown off there. Um, last the beginning of last this year, last year. I don't know. Sometime, but yeah. I, I good can't. Good to them. Yep. Yep. It's been a journey, mate. It's been a journey, really. As I think, uh, when you think you're awake and waking up, and you know, and, and you're realizing through time um on the scene you realize most of the people that you put your faith in. One, you shouldn't put your faith in people, really, which is a hard thing to do. And two, the ones that you do put your faith into turn out to be shields or grifters. So yeah. it's, I feel for people, man. It's, mm. it's it's tough to know who to who to follow and who to speak to and where to yeah. get your information from. So this is why we had doctors on. We had loads of doctors on before, and um, you know, I think we've done that to death now. So I, I want some yeah. other people to come on. So for those people, obviously fill in the gaps, but just um, just say hello to everybody, mate, and just let us know. Where people can find you and what about you, mate? Yeah, um, christianjordanov.com is my, my website, is my name. And um, yeah, I have uh, my book, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy, is uh, it's basically a 300-page resource for parents with um, that suspect or have a, di- a, a child diagnosed with autism or they, they believe their child may be on the spectrum. And it just lists or, or rather it details all the or most of the most common health problems that these kids are suffering from shown by scientific research there's close to 500 um references in the paper and it also shows parents how to use lab testing diet supplementation and a bunch of other stuff like cleaning up the environment from toxic exposures sleep uh sleep um uh, optimization strategies how to Use those with diet supplementation, lab testing being the most important, I believe, and cleaning up the the environment from toxic exposures. So how to use those to identify and address their child's specific health issues, which, and I guarantee you, they all have some some subset of these health problems. We're talking, um, you know, gut dysfunction, gut pathogens, low levels of quote-unquote beneficial bacteria or commensal bacteria, a lot of heavy metal toxicity uh, or or that or coupled with 
an inability to to detoxify toxic compounds like heavy metals and chemicals. That's very common. Nutrient deficiencies is very common. A lot of these kids have an, an inadequate diet due to their food selectivity, which which can also be driven by the fact that their gut microbiota is very often disrupted. And there's a number of other more technical things like neurotransmitter imbalances that I get into, um, certain uh, mi mineral imbalances that have to be in sp tight physiological ratios for optimal health. Um, so that's that's a book I published um, in 2020. Actually, that was in March 2020. Literally, that week is when all the big lockdowns happened. So my book launch, you know, it's kind of nobody gave a damn. Like all the people I had lined up, you know, if you would really share about my book, those people like, sorry, dude, I have to look after my family, a.k.a. I have to go and fight other people over toilet paper in, in my local store or whatever else. Um, so the book didn't do, do the launch didn't do too well, but um, you know, I, I, I'm happy that I've, I've, I've reached hundreds of families through the book and giving it away. And, and, and through my, my website, I offer um, free video courses on, on, on the, the, these subjects for parents. Um, and I've helped, you know, directly and indirectly quite a lot of people with the book already. And I'm hoping to obviously increase the reach of the book over the years. But I also I also do health consulting for adults and children, obviously, but adults also. So I help people with rather complex problems that have they've not had the help or that rather they've been um, disappointed or let down by the, the current uh, paradigm out there. So people from anything from just you know, uh, autoimmune stuff, uh, fatigue, things, that, nebulous issues that can't really be pinpointed to overt stuff, uh, weight loss problems, you know, kids with autism, kids with constipation stuff. So quite a, I have a quite a varied roster of clients. And um, this is something that I really love doing is helping people get back on their feet and becoming their own sort of uh, doctor in, in a way. So you teach people about health, you teach how to, how to eat, live well, how to supplement their diet, how to avoid the poisons in the environment. And people in, in six to 12 months, mo most people, they don't need any more hand-holding. They're, they're now equipped for the rest of their life. And so this is kind of what I do. Uh, and yeah, I've got more projects coming out soon. I'm, I'm At the moment, I'm kind of taking a sabbatical from creating content in August to, I want to I want to quote unquote meditate on what I want to do next. I have uh, some ideas for courses, a couple of book ideas. So I want to see what probably is the best direction to take things, but it will, it will all be health related, of course. Mate, not everybody can say that they wrote a book. So to be fair, <clears throat> and not a decent book either. So, <laughs> you know, give yourself some credit, man. It's one of those Thank things, you. isn't it? It's not that easy. So what kind of got you into like down this sort of path anyway? Cause obviously it's, it's not, well, not obvious, but it's, it's not a, um, it's something you just fall into, is it? Did you kind of pre-plan it or kind of, kind of tell us a little bit about your journey? Yeah. I've, I've been dabbling in the health space since t 2008, but I, uh, to be perfectly honest, my, my lifestyle in my twenties, um, was just horrendous to, to be perfectly candid so in uh, 20, 2008 i did a personal training fitness instruction course then i i think it was 20 2016 i i started a neuromuscular therapy course in this was in dublin ireland 
Uh, so I got um sports massage qualification. I never finished the full the full um, uh, neuromuscular therapy course because uh, that I when I started that course I met my wife. So it, I blame it on her basically, you know, <laughs> my, my yeah. now wife. That is. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. So it was worth it was worth not finishing the course for for her. But um, so around two, 2018 is when I started really getting into the health stuff, into the microbiota, um, neurotransmitters. I, I was kind of delving deeper into um, because we have like in my family we have you know every family have certain things that run in your family. So we had depression, certain other things, so uh, atherosclerosis, stuff like that. So it's kind of delving into it and i wanted to figure out is this stuff genetic like am i is this my fate am i going to succumb to to atherosclerosis like my granny had like three or four strokes um before she died um <clears throat> excuse me so I, I was kind of delving deeper into that and so it was really my my people in my family's health struggles and i was i was lucky dude i had such a horrible lifestyle and diet and everything and partying and drinking and all that stuff and i i kept i, ma I maintained good health which i believe is has to do with being lucky that i kind of I, I loved being at my village back in bulgaria when i was growing up so i was drinking like goat milk literally a minute after it was um the goat was milked and there was still like little poops in there. My grandma would scoop them out like here down that. And, you know, just wow. being out there getting dirty. So get, creating a, a resilient microbiome. Um, so I believe that sets kids up for a life of, of good health and, you know, that good old traditional food. So in spite of, in spite of my stupidity, I, I maintained for relatively decent health. And um, I wanted to know, is it, Am I have I just been lucky so far? And I figured out um, that a lot of it is environmental. So they say genetics loads the gun, but your environment, aka your your lifestyle, in many senses, uh, pulls the trigger. Genetics yeah. load the gun, and you pull the trigger with your lifestyle habits and stuff like that. So I was getting into that, and um, then in later in 2018, uh, someone in my family, basically a kid, was suspected of being on the spectrum, and then I was like, "Whoa, well, so now, now I was starting to get a little bit paranoid. Did all my bad decisions did, is that going to now predispose me to a higher risk of having an autistic child? Not that there's anything wrong with that, but mm. there is a lot of difficulty." In, in terms of the parent's journey when your child is diagnosed. So I was like, damn, am I, did I, all my things, are, are all my kind of poor choices going to lead to that? So I, I started getting into the, the research on autism and I very quickly found out that, uh, this, this is basically why I wrote the book, that not only are these kids suffering from a lot of health imbalances that are, are actually, on, each one of them on their own generally can be quite um, straightforward to to at least ameliorate if not uh, address uh, fully um, but not only did I find that out I uh, I found out that most parents are not aware of this so I joined some Facebook groups and stuff like that and I was helping this family that uh, in question here and um, I just found out that nobody's helped well when I say nobody's there very little uh, very very small percentage of these folks when their child gets diagnosed, are actually told this information. 
and mm -hmm. we've had research dude from the the 90s the early 2000s there's a lot there's plenty of research to to corroborate what i'm talking about as i said there's close to 500 citations in the in the book so that's when i i, I tried to help some folks on these groups i i was met with a lot of resistance and i just said look boy it's gonna take you seriously i said to myself until you write a book so i wrote a damn book dude <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like Can't i'm be. gonna do this book yeah yeah good for you man good for you so it's been interesting so what do you because i was having a conversation with someone i think it was a few weeks ago trying to because uh, i think there was a gentleman over here Andrew, Dr. Andrew Garfield, I think his name was, and he was he he did a paper a long time ago now in the nineties saying that they, they he found a link potentially between the MMR jab and autism rates yeah. um, in children, um, and he just published his findings and then he got proper proper you know kicked out and got his license taken away and you know he was treated with really you know quite a lot of hostility, which now. If he was to be treated like that, we, we would know that potentially he was telling the truth um, or he was onto something. But back then it was just published in the paper and then, um, you know, he, he was shunned into existence. But I've been reaching Wakefield. out. To You're talking yeah, about Wake, Andrew Wakefield. Yeah, yes. Wakefield. Sorry, Garfield. I, I, yeah. I, I, no, I, I also, I had to to search for him now. I, I I couldn't get the name as well. Yeah, no, my bad. I'm terrible with names. Um, and sorry. It's sorry, okay, mate. John. John, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I like the man. He's funny. You're a funny guy. You're funny like me, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, so Andrew Wakefield, not Garfield. Um, yeah, so obviously I've been speaking to some people that um, have, have linked, not linked up with him, but are in his sort of circle of other mm -hmm. people that, are, and they've kind of come through the other side um, of of what we're in at the minute. Um, and that's still a question that needs to be answered because it never was answered or looked into. It was just thrown to the side uh bringing me back to my point is we, we, we don't see that many fully grown people now with autism if mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just seems mm -hmm. to be a massive massive increase or surge in autism in the last sort of 15 20 years but i don't know anybody my age with autism i'm not saying they don't exist but compared mm -hmm. to the to the youth nowadays even just walking around town the amount of kids you see wearing headphones and not headphones to listen to but headphones you know the ones to block out the noise because yeah. they don't want too much noise too sensitive, you know yeah, yeah exactly so you know, you, you, that that wasn't a thing, but now it is. So it's it's becoming more, you know, prevalent. Um, what any ideas? I'll circle back to another question in a minute. But any ideas what you think might be causing this sudden sort of, of is it to do with <sighs> the, the heavy metals or what? You know, we can go as far out as you want to do. It's crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I think, what people have to get away from is finding one culprit oh it's the vaccines oh it's aluminum oh it's this i believe it's a lot of things and the it i believe so there's definitely some type of genetic predisposition predisposition that makes certain kids more vulnerable to 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 developing autism and i, I think honestly it's the so in my book i talk a uh, uh, basically when when you look at the topics I cover in the book. So what health challenges afflict these kids? Th those are causal or, or contributing factors. So things like, well, let's start with more broad ca uh, categories of things. For example, a big one is immune system dysregulation. Now, what can cause immune system dysregulations? A lot of things. So it, it can indeed be 
um, uh, th things like to toxins that come into the body. Like if you mm. if you directly inject a child with a, a vaccine that has like seven different ingredients foreign to the body, including aluminium, there used to be mercury in them, uh, which is one of the most toxic freaking uh, substances we we on earth um uh, polysorbate 80 which is a surfactant that is known to be able to open up the blood brain barrier and let a bunch of things that shouldn't be in the in the central nervous system let you know get in uh, never mind the fact that methyl i think methyl ethylmercury I, I believe which was uh, thimerosal the um uh, adjuvant in vaccines and methylmercury i believe these can some, some these and some other toxins can directly Cross the blood-brain barrier. So, um, uh, and a lot of these toxins are either immunotoxic or, or can cause some type of immune system dysregulation. <clears throat> but here's the other thing. I believe a big factor, and th this is an, an unfortunately um, an unpopular uh, view. <clears throat> Nobody wants to hear it. And I, I'm not saying it from a place of judgment we're we've all been had in this society we've been had for the last 100 years we've been screwed royally and my, my what i'm getting at is i believe the the health of the mother is a big factor and a lot of women these days and men everybody a lot of women these days that are having kids are extremely unhealthy uh, if you compare them to like their mothers or their grandmothers or their great grandmothers mm -hmm. so people are just living in a toxic soup and are completely unaware of what good food many people i should say or the majority are completely unaware of what actually how to find good food and how to how to basically you know stay healthy this is yeah. this is part of my mission to teach people that because um it's it's literally causing all of these diseases that we see and, and conditions and things like autism and stuff like that. So the mother uh, having a dysregulated immune system already predisposes the child to have a dysregulated immune system. And things like having, a let's say, a, an autoimmune condition, like, let's say, diabetes type 1, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, these things have been shown. I mean, it's epidemiological data, but have been shown to increase the risk um, of the child uh, ha uh, being being autistic if the mother has them again epidemiological associational data but you know useful nonetheless to 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 start making connections um also when the child is um young antibiotics because they they perturb the the microbiota they can they can increase not just uh, autism but uh, uh, uh various uh, uh, there was I forget the name of the study. There was a study that they, in fact, let, let me not even put my my foot in my mouth. But some some studies have, <coughs> or some papers have already found early antibiotic use to correlate with higher, <coughs> excuse me, incidence of um, um, inflammatory bowel disease and a number of other things. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. If you're wiping out the um. <coughs> Excuse me. The bacteria in your gut at a young age all the time. It's going to cause some long. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then yeah. other things like uh, like going back to these these women, you know, they're eating um, a lot of conventionally grown food. There's a lot of uh, a lot of these toxins that they're there's they're already in their body, or they've already uh, or they're accumulating while they're uh, pregnant from plastics, from air pollution. A lot of these toxins that persist in the body, they can cross the placenta. 
So you're actually, uh, these kids are being born with, they can detect hundreds of different toxic substances in the cord and, and stuff like that. So I believe these are some of the, some of the reasons. And then when you couple that, when now this kid might, might have had an ear infection, now they're, they're, you, um, the doctor is giving antibiotics. Now you wipe out, you wipe out all the, commensal bacteria along with the pathogen maybe there wasn't even a like some sometimes kids are given antibiotics even though it's not even a bacterial infection so yeah. stupid stupid decisions are often made um and uh, a lot of kids are over treated and then what does that cause when you when you perturb the microbiota okay maybe there was a pathogen and you killed it but um you know now uh, the like you know the lactobacillus all those kind of commensals their 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 numbers are are are, are reduced they can't crowd out any um, dysbiotic opportunistic organisms any new pathogens or infectious pathogens that come in they have a much higher uh, chance of taking hold in the organism not to mention the fact that yeasts uh, candida and stuff like that they will proliferate more when you when you kind of uh, knock down the numbers of the the quote unquote commensals or beneficials so that like these things perturb the microbiota they perturb or they they disturb gut function and because the 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 gut the microbiota and the immune system are pretty much there's like um an axis they talk about the the gut microbiota uh, uh brain axis you know so if you disturb one it's going to perturb the function of the other so a lot of immune system dysregulation actually comes from having um you know these insults to the gut not not to mention other things like you know all these processed foods and i, I believe a lot of these uh, excuse me a, a lot of these um polyunsaturated fatty acids that people are getting pumped of i think that's another massive thing that's another yeah. causal factor in a lot of disease nowadays um, and you know, like we could go on and on unpacking how many environmental toxins and insults there are. But uh, to to sum it up, I believe suboptimal health in the mother, coupled with genetic predisposition, and then a less than optimal environment uh, later on is kind of the milieu that would sort of trigger the the the, the autism. That's kind of at least that's my view. It's it's very overly simplified. There's a great book by um, I forget the name of the dude. I'm also not great with names. Um, Taylor, uh, uh, God. Anyway, it's called the Environmental and Genetic Causes of Autism. That's a it's a quite a technical book. But if anyone out there, like a, a doctor or a health professional, is interested, that book has a tremendous amount of environmental and genetic research collated in it. And uh, it's a great resource for people to delve into this uh, subject matter deeper. Weiler, oh. uh, 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 something Taylor Weiler Taylor is the, the last name of the author. It all comes to you at three o'clock in the morning tonight yeah. when you're asleep. You're like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You can text me as well, but if, if I'll be asleep, it's fine. <laughs> I know what it's like sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, well, nice one for that. Thank you, mate. Because there's there's a lot of stuff there. I know that there's been a lot more um, information coming out linking the gut health and 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 things. And I'm glad more people are talking about saturated fats and cholesterol and thing actually being good for you. Yeah. Um, and things. It's just the right right stuff. Um, what sort of um, so with what sort of well, I don't want to say success, but I mean in treating the 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 patients that you've had or the the, the families clients. that you 
clients. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry, my bad. No, I don't um, treat anything. I don't yeah, yeah, diagnose or treat anything. Yeah, disclaimer, folks. This is not medical advice. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's more a case of what sort of um, physical kind of uh, improvements have you seen, if any? Talk me through the, the kind of testimonials, I would say, would be a better one that you've kind of had from people. Yeah, I, I think so with, with kids, they they really bounce back really fast because there's so much their metabolic rate is so so high and they have so much vital force so with kids you know like even like with these the the autistic kids you know they they always tell parents oh it's genetic there's no cure and it's for life i mean like is that really the when you go to your doctor and you're a concerned parent is really is that really what you want to hear man it's it's ridiculous and again we've had we've had guys um since the 60s talking about um, um you know rimland and I think he was using B6, and people have been using nutritional stats, uh, strategies for, for all sorts of things, not just autism. We're talking even um, psychiatric illnesses like schizophrenia, depression. If you just give people certain uh, vitamins, minerals, people have been having great success in in improving uh, the quality of life, and sometimes completely uh, the, the condition completely seems to go away. Um, so... <clears throat> With um with the kids, usually we do like a, an organic acids test, which is a urine test that that measures certain compounds that correlate with B vitamin status, antioxidant function, yeast, candida overgrowth, certain other things. So there's certain neurotransmitter metabolites that we kind of get a, a better picture of neurotransmitter metabolism. So we sometimes couple that with a stool test, so we can see kind of is there. You know, a lot of these um, um, autistic kids actually have Clostridia dif Clostridium difficile, which uh, you probably know is quite a virulent, uh, yeah. often hospital-acquired infection. And yeah. the, the thing about Clostridium difficile is it, uh, certain bacteria or a lot of these bacteria, they create compounds that in get into the bloodstream and they interact with uh with our biology like c difficile creates this compound called four creosol or p creosol it's also known and that gets into uh, it basically deactivates an enzyme called dbh dopamine beta hydroxylase and it permanently inactivates an enzyme that converts dopamine to norepinephrine so you, you get a buildup of dopamine and you may not have enough norepinephrine so you can see how um having the the let's say the quote unquote the wrong bacteria or pathogenic or harmful bacteria in your gut can create a a, a lot of non gut related problems so they've been um implicated in obviously skin stuff everybody knows now nowadays but depression fatigue so having a dysregulated microbiota uh, is really going to cause you a lot of problems not just again constipation gas bloating and loose tools or the the those basic things that people would expect um so we we, we find a, a um so this is kind of i focus on evaluating gut function with these functional lab tests we, we sometimes do hair testing it, it's useful when people have potentially um uh, a, occupational exposure um another test i love to do is wait so i did organic you know, so organic acids is my favorite one stool testing is very easy for kids and then so we look at gut function, we look at antioxidant status, we look at B vitamin status. With, with smaller kids, sometimes we use um, 
food sensitivity panel to quickly identify any highly reactive foods. They're not the, it's not the best type of test to use. It's not always useful, but with small kids, you know, we have to do what we can. They, mm. You know, we, we, you can't really go do a blood draw and evaluate those markers. They're not really always useful with kids. Um, with older folks, they definitely are helpful. Like, you know, if there's hormonal imbalances, we can figure those out. So we, so the way I work is we get, gather a little bit of data. We analyze diet lifestyle. And with that, coupled with kind of what, what the person is telling me, what their goals are, let's say your goal is to, uh, a lot of people uh, I work with would have fatigue, general sort of just feeling of horribleness. Let's say you have a couple of kids and you're just feeling horrible and fatigue, you know, brain fog, even sometimes dizziness. So we start supporting the gut and another thing that I really focus on is supporting the detoxification system. This Especially if you live in a big city, I believe most people are, are, it's still not on their radar. You're literally breathing in exhaust fumes. If, if nothing else, no plastics, no toxic metals, you are literally constantly breathing in uh, to, to, a, to a degree uh, a lot of, um, you know, diesel exhaust particles and other <clears throat> um, sorts, uh, all sorts of um, toxic metabolites. So you're, 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 detoxification system is under constant burden so you're constantly detoxifying and what does that take it takes energy and nutrients in the forms form of amino acids vitamins minerals and so on so i focus on getting people uh the the those things that support detoxification into their body so we're talking about amino acids vitamins minerals and and improving the diet so those so focusing on gut Focusing on that, and sometimes people need a little bit of sleep support, or sometimes people have anxiety or whatever else. So we 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 add a, a number of different things like um, tapping or emotional freedom techniques. So this is like a simple procedure you can do to calm yourself down. We improve sleep hygiene. So uh, sometimes I, I recommend like blue blocking glasses for the evening. It all depends on the person. And in six to twelve months, we we kind of go from. And the, the way I kind of monitor progress is I have a metabolic function questionnaire that we run every three months. And you, you list all your kind of your, your a bunch of things from are you a zero as you don't have it, like headaches, let's say. Zero, I never have it. One, I have it like once a month. And 10, I have it every day. And it's debilitating. So we evaluate that at the start and then every three months. And generally what happens is people will see, okay, that was a 10 here. Now I'm an eight here. Now I'm a six here. And then what happens is people very quickly forget how horrible they used to feel. So three, four months down the line, I'll be on a client call and they'll be like, oh God, I still have no energy. I don't feel like I have energy. And then we like, we we, we, we have them do the metabolic function questionnaire and say, okay, so you, you were like a four, 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 five, one, seven, one, eight. You you were, you know, three, four months ago, you were six tens, uh, three nines five eights and a bunch of you know so look at how far you've come so it's nice having this uh log of of data that we can refer people back it's like oh my god or sometimes a person will have a, like, like a uh, uh, folks with gut problems they'll have a flare-up and it's like oh well luckily you're still tracking your diet let's see what could have caused that and we look at food intake for the last three days or if they've stopped tracking the diet because they feel so good say let's go back to the diary three months ago 
what see this one week you never had any flares up what were you doing there it's like oh so i wasn't eating any extravagant things i wasn't trying new crazy cuisines i was eating the basics i was cooking more at home you know i wasn't i didn't go out three times like i did this week i didn't have a few drinks three nights in a row so people learn over time to kind of more especially men we don't really listen to our bodies much for, for the most part so you kind of learn to correlate your decisions today and tomorrow with how you feel a week from now or if you feel crappy today or low energy you start to correlate wait so yesterday i did that what did i do the day before oh and now it's to, it's all starting to make sense so uh, does that kind of answer your question about the process <laughs> yeah it does mate. yeah yeah really thoroughly as well which is good so it, it basically then to paraphrase it's it's all about knowledge isn't it i said yeah it's, it's, we're not gonna we're not gonna stop them producing the type of foods that make us bad they're never going to stop doing that at the minute and i and I, I know and i think that's it was easier for for previous generations because there wasn't as many or as much bad food about you know yeah. um but they've had longer so it's yeah. our kids and us that are kind of because i was i remember junk food being much much more of a treat it wasn't as readily available whereas now you know you go around the corner and there's 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 always somewhere to get a coffee or something to eat. So you've been bombarded with it um, yeah. consistently. So it takes willpower as well. Um, what would you what would you say um, with the lab testing that you do, mm. do? Does it check for so it, what what kind of stuff do you check for in that? I know you mentioned the first one from, uh, but what, yeah, so, what other sort of stuff do you check? So um, for a general so my favorite test is like i said the organic acids test there's a lab in the u.s that, that does it well there's a few labs that do it but my favorite one is um uh they recently rebranded it um it's now called mosaic dx mosaic diagnostics and basically it's a urine test you do at home you get the the kit shipped to you and you pee in, you pee in a little cup freeze it courier picks it up and we ship it off to 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 kansas or, or DHL takes it to Kansas. And basically, <clears throat> with, with that test, we get so much, with just one test, we get so much information into a person's current metabolism, right? So there's a number of candida markers and yeast markers, certain clostridia species, and a few just general bacterial dysbiosis markers. So the first page covers this. There's a few markers that can indicate mold exposure as well, certain um organic yeah. acids that mm. my aspergillus species uh produce can be detected so dude like already that first page is so valuable because i'll tell you so many people that you know especially if you're in in your 30s or even the early 40s you you might still be quite okay you might still have quite a lot of reserve so a lot of these folks they feel okay or or, or feel good but um a lot of them, you know, they might be drinking a little bit too much coffee, so that keeps you going. But it, it, a lot of these folks are running on cortisol; they're running on stress hormones. So, we, we uh, you might not even be aware that you know you you have uh, B vitamin deficiencies, which is something this test can can check for. You might not be aware that you have candida or even some bacterial stuff. And what is it? What's the problem with that? So people are like a lot of people are like this is very much the uh, wait until you're really feeling crappy and then do something about it model, which I obviously it's 
I don't believe is the best, the most optimal strategy. So what is the, the point of this test is because we're going to find things that are suboptimal before they're a problem. And if you already have a problem, for sure, we will find suboptimal things. That's, there's no question about it. But I've done it. I've done the, the lab test on, on folks that are like, I feel great. Like, all right, let's, let's, let's see. <clears throat> maybe you'll be the first person that we never find anything with the slab test, with the organic acid test. And not one person that I've tested has not had at least a couple of things that we can optimize. So the po point being is um, we want to catch these things before they become a problem. It, it's also like we, you, there's certain basic lab tests you can do. If you go to your uh, GP or to like a local clinic and you get like your fasting insulin, that's a very actually a very good marker. Uh, you know your blood glucose, your trig even just simple things like cholesterol, triglycerides. We can see um, certain patterns can can be clues to other things. Let's say your your cholesterol is quite high. It's actually it can indicate that your thyroid is not working very well. So that then we can we can evaluate the thyroid, and if if that indeed is a problem, we can look at your diet, for example, a lot of people that do the low carb stuff, for example, if you do that for a long enough timeline, you're actually going to wreck your thyroid because um, you're, you're creating, uh, uh, basically when you, when you take out a, a macronutrient like carbs, you're starting to get into uh, stress hormone territory. These stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, uh, they, they keep you going. They liberate fats. Uh, from your fatty tissues for energy, they liberate, or rather, they they uh, destroy, or rather, they break down lean muscle tissue like bone and muscle in order to uh, create glucose through the process of gluconeogenesis in the liver. So, even blood tests are, can be quite useful in in many different ways if you know how to look at them. But uh, uh, the organic acid test, another thing I like is, which is something is not tested normally, is glutathione status. Now, this is um, glutathione is the, known as the master antioxidant inside cells, and this is what is, is used to detoxify bacterial toxins, um, heavy metals, uh, chemical toxic chemicals. So we check for that as well on the organic acid test. So this really helps me. Uh, look, if, if, you're, if you're someone that wants to save money on tests and are willing to listen to my advice, and sort of my my experience i'll tell you we can go without tests and i can guide you through supporting your detox basically doing a kind of a quote-unquote a detox but it's not a detox like you drink smoothies you give the substrates that are part of your detoxification system you increase the intake of those so your body will start detoxifying things more because it has more raw materials we'll do a gut cleanse we'll support you in other ways with you know antioxidants and when i say antioxidants i'm not talking about again you know eating blueberries and stuff i'm talking about endogenous antioxidants that are vital for your function like you will die without them or you 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 will be really badly diseased without them i'm not talking about green cleanses and stuff i believe a lot of that stuff is a little bit um oh it's a little bit nonsensy to me but I, i'm talking serious stuff you know I, I all my advice is based on like um well most of my advice is based on like i actually look at research and i read thick books and stuff like that and some of the stuff it would be traditional and wisdom from our ancestors as well so there's a, a little bit of both as well i like herbal things uh occasionally but not all the time i'm, I'm not big into herbs i'm more into <coughs> what can be deficient in the body 
what's likely to be deficient and what body systems are likely to be stressed. And again, you don't have to do lab tests if you want to save the cash, um, but then you have to be a bit more willing to do trial and error. Um, so actually, I forgot your question by this point. <laughs> 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 I was saying, I was just saying, what uh, what different tests do you do in the lab testing? Oh, the test. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, orga yeah. organic acid test really helps um, yeah. with, uh, with kids. Uh, with older kids, we can do organic acids uh, when when there's straight up gut a gut problem, especially with kids that you know can't pee in a cup, and these pediatric collection bags are really uh, awkward yeah. to use for parents with kids with diapers. Uh, we just we just do a stool test because that kind of gives us a good snippet uh, of the microbiome, uh, microbiota at that stage. Um, occasionally, we do this comprehensive hormone panel called the Dutch test, which is something that's gaining a lot of traction with functional, uh, functional medicine doctors, naturopaths, and even a lot of um, uh, conventional doctors are starting to use this comprehensive hormone panel, which I, I don't run all the time, but sometimes when it's like, let's say, a woman kind of is perimenopausal or after birth, stuff like that. Or there's some type of um, problem with the menstrual cycle. We can look at a cycle mapping so you can see your progesterone and your estrogen, how they're rising and falling during the cycle. So we can get a little bit more detailed with hair testing, toxic. We, can, we also do um, uh, chemical toxins, urine testing. And there's a number of other more advanced tests that we rarely run because we don't really... Uh, we don't want to over this is something that was a can really bad in the in the functional space last day the last kind of couple of decades is like spending thousands on on tests and then having so much data that you don't know where to start so a, a few of these tests again the, the the organic acid test because it covers so many areas of the metabolism it's so easy to do and send off to the lab i love that and because again we can see gut function okay you have eastern bacterial stuff well let's do a gut cleanse and support your gut um you can see b vitamins well no wonder you have fatigue you you know you have freaking b vitamin deficiencies there's a integral to the energy production system and then a number of other things again that i mentioned neurotransmitters uh antioxidants and what's interesting is the, the reason I love this glutathione or antioxidant marker is a lot of people, this is kind of my way to, to show them the data. So a lot of people, they don't believe that they have a lot of toxins in their body. They don't believe that there's a lot of toxins in the environment. You, I can't see them, therefore it's not possible that the, you're talking nonsense. You're, you're a quack. You're this, what's this, uh, you know, new age stuff about detoxing. But the fact is, if you look at the research is we are accumulating these toxins from inside our mother's womb. We are already accumulating these toxins. And if you run hair testing, which is not, not a great, it's not a diagnostic tool. So doctors don't really use it, but it can tell you a lot. It can tell you, are you, if you have a very high, let's say, uh, mercury, aluminum, aluminum, I should say, we're, we're talking to a UK audience, aluminum. Um, <laughs> if you have a, like, a lot of aluminum or lead or maybe nickel or antimony, if you have, if, if we do a first hair test and you have very high levels of these already, that indicates you, ha you have a lot of toxic exposure. Sometimes the sample is contaminated, but, you know, Usually, it's you have a lot of toxic exposure. If they're very low, if you have very little excretion of toxic metals on a first hair test, it it 
very it either means you're living in a pristine environment and you're very healthy but usually we're running this test on a person that has health problems so usually what that means is you don't have your you know enough the reserves quote unquote so your detoxification system is uh not running super smoothly let's say that you're not excreting so what happens is we start supporting the detoxification system with amino acids vitamins minerals and three to four months later we do a retest some of these jump higher like mercury can go up uh, aluminium very often goes up um and then sometimes three to four months after that so six six to eight months after beginning a program nutritional balancing program we, we can see them jump even higher. And sometimes copper will go really, really high in women. It will just keep going because a lot of women have, um, I don't want to say copper toxicity, but they definitely seem uh, to, because of the estrogen uh, uh, rise and fall in the cycle, because of um, uh, these um, um, contraceptive pills, that they, they actually may have an accumulation of copper in certain organs like the liver and once you give the body reserves once a lot of women also eating vegetarian or low meat diets they have a lot of little zinc intake very high copper intake so when they when we start rebalancing that they start excreting this copper so we can monitor that on the hair test and eventually we want to see a these levels start subsiding once the body the body has excreted a bunch of the stuff so th this can be useful in, um I have one client that um, she had like 11 mercury amalgams, right? So we, we ran a, a hair test the first time around and there was nothing pretty much of, of interest hair, uh, toxic metal wise. So, um, and she has quite a number of health problems. So I'm very uh, confident that in three to four months when we rerun this test, we are actually going to see a bunch of stuff increased which is an indication again that the increased vitality because literally supplying energy and nutrients to the body is the key it increases vitality and now the body can clean up what it what it decides is most important to clean up right now so i know i know a lot of your probably your audience is more technical uh and they're like what is this guy is talking about detoxing and cleaning the body cleaning up i'm just using these more colloquial terms because i'm used to presenting information like that so the quote-unquote lay lay person will understand no i'm all over that mate i'm all over that med, med school or the, the 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 i like most of what i learned from being out and about doing it stuff the stuff yeah. at university was <laughs> yeah well the less said about that the better uh, um <laughs> it was a hoop you had to jump through to get to, get to where you needed yeah. to be which yeah you often wonder was was it worth the money was it worth the money that's, that's, a, that's question. a question yeah it's <laughs> a good question um so the um have you seen a dramatic like i'm gonna throw a cat amongst the pigeons here but have you seen a, any increase in the last couple of years in people coming to you or anything else because of because of something else that's been introduced into the environment? Um, a, a couple of people I'm working with uh, have um, had the misfortune of having to, you know what? Um, and yeah, I mean, like my approach is pretty much the same. We just we just look at it as a case where 
the person needs a lot of support. So I, I have no qualms about telling you oftentimes I would recommend 10, 12 supplements for a person to start taking. And a lot of people that don't take, like if you were never uh, into your fitness stuff, let's say uh, some people are like, what the hell, 12 different supplements. Well, first of all, some of these, five or six of these, you could get them in a good multivitamin, but I prefer to to get better quality, uh, what, let, let's say zinc, zinc, calcium, mm. magnesium, selenium. Um, these are very basic things. And B vitamins. Um, these are very basic basic things that you can get into. A, a, there's a few, and I, I mean a few, very few good multivitamins out there that are kind of more widely available that will supply this. But for for our purposes, sometimes you need a bit more because you need, let's say you're a case where you have a lot of health issues. You need more support. Let's say you need more magnesium. You need more zinc for a while. It could be a year or two. So, you know, we, we use the supplements to accelerate progress. Yes, you could probably over, if you had more pain, the thing is people don't have patience. So you also have to factor that in. We want to also, if someone is feeling horrible, we want to help them to start feeling better quicker as well so we, we we don't really have time to waste when it comes and especially when you're in your uh, 40s plus you you don't have as much vital reserve so we want to give that extra support now having said that um my 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 biggest tip i give to people is find uh like an organic uh, uh provider of organic food and start getting liver and organic pasture eggs which are still like three pounds three euro three three euro fifty so eggs liver uh from from um organically grown raised chickens um so these adding these foods on a on a daily basis in some capacity a little bit of liver every day or a little bit more liver every two days or even more liver let's say 100 grams every three four days uh, or 30 30 40 grams every day this this can really help accelerate a person's journey back to health so um with those folks yeah just uh, uh, just add add the the again amino acids because the glutathione uh, antioxidant which is again the master antioxidant of the cell as it's known in all the textbooks and stuff that's made of three amino acids glutamate which we tend to have an abundance of already but also cysteine and glycine these are found in protein uh, good sources of these will be eggs, uh, meat, um, you know, basically animal products for, for the most part. But do we like glycine is found in collagenous foods like um, chicken skin, bones. So a lot of people don't we don't eat the whole animal anymore. So we tend to eat a lot of um, muscle meats. So glycine, I always add pretty much to every client's program or if they can get um, collagen or gelatin stuff like that, but glycine is important because that 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 is a structural component of collagen, which also means bone because bone is forty percent collagen. It's a part of this antioxidant and cysteine NAC. It's a great supplement. It can directly chelate metals. It's an antioxidant in its own right. It's part of this glutathione molecule. It also is a biofilm disruptor. So it can actually disrupt biofilms that can form in the gut where bacteria and yeast kind of create these communities that act as a communication network protection, sort of housing for them. Um, so 
these are the kind of amino acids that will allow to the protocol. And you think amino acids, they're found in protein. That can be powerful. Dude, these things are powerful. Actually, some of them are some of them you have to be really careful of. This is again why you 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 wanna you wanna know what you're doing, do some research or work with someone that knows what they're doing. But for example, tyrosine, the amino acid. That's a precursor to dopamine. So a lot of people that have fatigue and low motivation and just general anhedonia, unhappiness, or, or lack of, so rather, not unhappiness, but rather no, no joy in life, um, a little bit of tyrosine can actually boost dopamine levels, can, can kind of boost motivation levels. Tyrosine is also used to make thyroid hormone. So if you also have a lot of low energy, adding tyrosine iodine uh, from kelp and selenium which also binds uh, uh, mercury directly, but adding these nutrients can support thyroid hormone production and utilization in the body. So a lot of people think um, you need to get a, a serious, um, or rather uh, to get a remarkable effect in the body, you need to have some type of drug that is powerful and has a certain mechanism. But it's like, Hippo was it Hippocrates that or Aristotle, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. He was not wrong. Like if you, and obviously my, this approach is very targeted, but if you eat the right foods, it will it will supply these things like liver, dude, copper, selenium, manganese, all of the minerals. And a lot of people from having done um, hair testing, I can see a lot of people are not, <clears throat> they're quite depleted. They're not excreting a lot. <clears throat> which means there's not a lot to be excreted because it's all being mm -hmm. used in the body and being being under tremendous toxic stress all of your life, which most people in their middle age and younger nowadays is a fact of life for them, means mm -hmm. you're utilizing these things. And a lot of them, you utilize it and it gets excreted like glutathione, glycine. When when the conjugate is made in the liver to, to bind um, the toxin that goes into the bile, and then the intention is to poop it out or pee it out or whatever else, uh, other mechanisms, sweat it out. So you're you're using these molecules to get used up or these uh, amino acids or, or, or minerals. So you're constantly using them up, but most people are not replenishing them. So the, the, the strategy, whether or not you're injured by a procedure or you have other health problems or you just want to get to optimal health, the strategy is always to give the body an abundance of the building blocks, the natural building blocks. Again, I don't, I don't believe a lot of these plant uh, extracts and stuff. They're, they're a lot of them are foreign molecules to the body, so they can cause a hormetic response and upregulate detoxification enzymes. But if you don't have the raw materials, again, like I mean, amino acids, glycine, cysteine, uh, zinc, selenium, copper, iron, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, if you don't have those raw materials and the energy as well. You won't be able to do much for very long. So the power of nutrients in a targeted way, I don't think we can say enough. I don't think we know enough to fully understand all the mechanisms, but I think we have to really stand in awe and appreciate how powerful just these simple nutrients and building blocks of our body can be to improve a person's health. I mean, I do think we're going to start seeing a segregation or separation i think in in two you're going to have traditional medicine well say traditional pharmaceutical medicine you know the nhs trained uh clinician and then you're going to see a lot more um holistic practice i think because people 
they have over here anyway. They've lost faith in the in the medical system to an extent. So I think people are going to be motivated now to look for take health more into their own hands. Um, but saying that, then we've only got five minutes left, and then we hit the hour mark. So speaking of attention spans. <laughs> Um, so I'm sorry I, I, if I start talking you have to stop me because no 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 dude dude I, I like it the worst thing that I always found this this is one of the reasons why I started the podcast was people interrupt all the time and it really really annoys me because Same. I'm like especially if you're on the flow or you know because it's it, it's rare that they circle back to the point that he interrupted him on and sometimes they segue into something else and you're like no I wanted to know about that so yeah. I, I, I I you know I spend a lot of time with people and they, they, they have everyone has a natural pause eventually yeah Everybody. you get tired even even someone like me just at one point <laughs> yeah, damn i'm yeah. gasping for air yeah. here and stop yeah, no 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 it's fine it's fine because you, you, it's, it's, it, you, i'm not going to add anything to what you're saying mate you know what i mean that's why i've got you on it because I, I don't know about it but the um so yeah but going back to that yeah i think there's gonna we're gonna see two different sides emerging so and i know i know everyone at the minute is is really skeptical because you know there's lots of charlatans out there and grifters and you know this they're putting venom in the snake water i have snake yeah. venom supplements you know what i mean and it's just like you know yeah, yeah. um so it's, it's about trying to get filtered through the trees which is difficult for people anyway uh it's almost like another truth conspiracy thing in itself mm -hmm. trying to find out about that sort of stuff but i know a friend of mine posted something on twitter today he, he's he's um he's vaccine injured and he was talking mm -hmm. about saying that you know you've got all these doctors advertising these supplements that a lot of the of the injured have, have purchased and he wanted to know if there'd been any improvements to any of them and he's like it's, it's, it's a good cohort of people you know what i mean there's lots of supplements gone out can we start pulling results and seeing if any of these supplements are working um and he's just been he's not really got anywhere with it to be honest but i see his point because it's like you know there's a few there's fair few people that have been injured that are on these plans and these kind of um, regimens or regimes or, you know, whatever they want to call yeah. it. And they all have the same buzzword supplements in them. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting, you know, it's, it's like a happy accident that we've not stopped good that they've had, had the injuries, of course. But as a result of that, there's a big cohort of people taking the same sort of supplement for similar mm. sort of things. So it'd be interesting to see. And I thought it was, it was, it was a good question to ask, but, yeah, obviously these doctors don't like when people start asking that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but we, last thing for you then, mate, what kind of advice would you give to uh, to people? Um, I, I want to say, I'm trying to keep, single the question for you because then it will keep you on point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what sort of advice would you give to people? Because obviously uh, what I found with people is they'll, they'll get the diagnosis of autism. And once the kid's put in the box of that, that's it. They don't really have anything else to do with the, with the health service. So yeah. um, I suppose this is aimed at people that are potentially in that situation. What would they, what advice would you give them? And for people that are just generally trying to look in or step into, you know, being healthier and things, what sort of advice would you give everybody as a parting gift? Yeah. Um, for, for the autism thing, I, I would say, if 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 there's a parent uh, listening, just try to to do us um, do do some testing. There's or even if it's just uh, some blood tests in um, you know in your local clinic, you will you will get something to improve. A lot of, you know a lot of kids they just have iron deficiency or something is not something is not right in 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 their environment and and therefore in the body. Um, if you can get a, a, do, a good comprehensive stool test, 
or this organic acids test, just get some data and you will find the information. If you need a copy of my book, I'll, I'll send you a PDF of my book. Just, you know, get, get in touch with me. Um, but anyone that wants to improve their health or if you have health problems, I think look, look for, I'm definitely going to um, market my, my guys. So I'm a, my, my my main sort of uh, qualification is a functional diagnostic functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner so i would recommend finding one of these guys now functional diagnostic nutrition is something like 15 years old at this point um, we have doctors doing doing this functional diagnostic certification doctors want to know how to do this methodology. The nice thing about a doctor that has woken up, uh, they can learn this stuff in a weekend. The lab testing, you can learn this stuff in a weekend. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Because you, you know all this, all the, you know the physiology, all that stuff. You know it better than most of you know most of us. But here's the thing: you don't need to know much about pathology and what every enzyme is and how the different type of expression of a disease. All you need is a few prints, and this is for the listener that's not a doctor. Um, all you need is a few simple principles of how to create health in a person or maintain health or optimize health or restore health. And these principles are very, very simple. Diet is number one. So really cleaning up the diet. And I mean really cleaning it up. No seed oils. Like not once, not once ever again until the day you die would be a good goal right so nothing fried outside of your home or in a takeout that is number one that's one of the biggest biggest uh most important things you can do for your health and your children's health no seed oils anymore um get a reverse osmosis system a couple hundred pounds for your house get a shower filter 50 pounds for your shower <laughs> filter the chlorine out of your shower water food and water get a hepa air filter for your bedroom for your living spaces 50 to 100 pounds filter all the schmutz in the air uh, down to three microns in size that's another big thing all these phthalates plasticizers flame retardants they they get carried around by the dust in your house into your lungs and then they disrupt your their endocrine disruptors they disrupt your hormonal systems um basics get the basics right Tur after the sun goes down get some red led lights for a few pounds each stick <clears throat> stick them in some light fixtures when the sun is down turn on the red lights turn off your regular lights be more in tune to the natural cycle in the morning when you wake up get out look out of the window get out of the house on the balcony get some blue light reset your circadian rhythm um and uh, so these would be the very basic things, you know, don't be looking at your phone at night. Keep your phone on the airplane mode if it's near you. Turn your Wi-Fi off at night. Turn your Wi-Fi off in general and get some cables to your devices. Super easy. 20 pound investment, 30 pound investment. Mm. And then if you have a health problem, go and find a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner or a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath, someone that can help you identify the the factors that are contributing to it, including your lifestyle factors, which there's always some of them, and they will help you to address the issue without nasty 
procedures naturally and you deserve optimal health for your age of course you you, you won't be you saying both if you're 50 probably um but you deserve to be at the optimal health for your age even if you have a health problem now you can get back to the optimal what is optimal for your age and genetic potential but it requires discipline and doing the basics right and then you can find someone uh, a practitioner to help you with the more advanced stuff if you need help in that regard so those those would be my parting words and i'll just say matt pleasure to talk to you you're a lovely lovely person thank looking you, forward looking forward to having you on my podcast and yeah. uh thank you thank you so much for having me on brother Oh, it's my pleasure, man. You've pretty much done it all for me today, right? It's probably been <laughs> one of the easiest ones, though. But no, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate it. I'm trying to... Anybody else you think would, would be good to get on here to have a chat about anything else, just pop in my way, buddy. It'd be, um, yeah, likewise. Uh, actually, this I forget the name of the doctor. I, I, I was listening to him. Uh, the, the dude that wrote the book, um, something about the shots. Calling out that, the shots. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy. That's one, yeah, cool he's guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. lovely, lovely guy. He's Would love to have him nice on. Guy. Oh, mate. Yeah, so we should do some some guest swaps. I believe we we can contribute to to yeah. to 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 this whole movement. Yeah, I, I think it is because it's like pooling resources. Because we, 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 I'm trying to get us out of the mindset of you know COVID, COVID, and and all this. You know, it's <laughs> it's trying to go. Let's get ready for the next one. They're going to try and drop on us because if we've all got our immune system and all our health in check, then. You know that's going to be the best way to fight back against it. Really, yes. you have to be healthy. If you, you're unhealthy yeah. and afraid, you can't mount a, a response to anything that is that will be meaningful. So we have mm. to get healthy and a strong, strong, strong of mind. Strong like ball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Christian. Thank you so much, mate. Stick around, mate, and um, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll see you on the flip side. Be good. Take care. Bye-bye now.